When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig, inspiring kid confidence. This is Tiger Talk with Robin Pinchton. Here's Brad Pranago. We're live here at the new and improved Shiloh Bar and Grill. And for all Tiger Talk radio shows, you can be right here for Mizzou football and basketball seasons. It's downtown Columbia's favorite place to meet as new daily specials in the world-famous ribs and wings. Visit for lunch, dinner, and late night six days a week in downtown Columbia. I'm Brad Fernago. Glad you could join us. We've got Andrew Bristow and Jeremy Washington among those helping us out behind the scenes here as we talk for a few minutes with Coach Robin Pinchton. And a couple of her point guards will be stopping by later on tonight as well. Mama Dembele. L.A. and Avery Kroenke will catch up with them, get to know them a little bit better as we continue here on a Wednesday night at Shiloh Bar. You can catch this on the Inside Mizzou Athletics podcast feed, and we're live right now on the Mizzou Athletics Facebook page. The Tigers... Coming off a loss against Arkansas on Sunday, up next a home test against Mississippi State on Thursday night. That's a 7 o'clock tip-off, and then Mizzou hits the road for a matchup with Texas A&M coming up on Monday night at 6 o'clock. So with that game coming up and with another road game coming up after that, there will not be a Tiger Talk next week, and just keep an eye on the, uh, the social media channels for Mizzou women's basketball, and we'll keep you posted on our plans in terms of the coaches' shows moving forward for the remainder of the season with all that we say hi to coach Penston and I know that the the results lately have not gone exactly the way you had hoped but you know the sun was out today thought the weather was fabulous I was able to get outside get a little bit of a walk in so the, the sun came up the next day both figuratively and literally so we got that going for you which is nice <laughs> I, I love your perspective 
<laughs> Can you hear me, everyone? Yeah, there we go. Uh, well, first and foremost, you guys are amazing. Thank you for coming out tonight. It really means the world to me, and um, I just I can't thank you enough. And uh, obviously, going through a little bit of a tough stretch, and the stretch is lasting way too long, and, and it doesn't feel good. Um, you know, it's it's uh, disappointing and it's hard. Um, but I love who I'm going to battle with, and I love these girls. And you know, I think right now we're in a situation where it's. Um, you know, it's not so much who we're playing against. It's it's battling the old, you know, our own minds. And, and it's so easy, I think, when you go through uh, some adversity and some challenging times. It's, you know, you just got this little voice in your head that says, here we go again. And I think that just continues to happen for us. And, you know, a lot of people talk about sport being 80% mental, 20% physical, which is crazy because you know how how time demanding and physically demanding the sport is, but there is so much power between the ears, and right now it does not matter who we're matching up against. We have first got to break down those barriers in our head. And, um, you know, talking about the Arkansas game, and, and I got a lot of things to say, so I don't know where we're <laughs> going to go with this. Go for but, it. Go ahead. Um, I'm here. You know, you, you look at that Arkansas game, and I have no idea who that team was. I, I, I do not recognize them. I don't know them. That was not us. That's not who we are. And it's uh, it, it, it just – I've never heard the bus so silent. Um, it was just a, a gut punch. And, um, you know, about the time you don't think it can get any harder, you, you experience that. And so uh, I will tell you um, that locker room is, is pretty incredible. And, um, you know, they continue to show up. And, and this is what we talked about today. You know, it's like we always get ourselves to that really good place to, to go to battle. And then as soon as adversity strikes – that little voice is just kicking our butt right now inside our heads. And it's like, here we go again. And, and so we talked today about having an action plan because it's going to happen. In the SEC, games are hard. Possessions are ugly. Uh, there's frustrating calls. There's frustrating no calls, you know. But it's going to happen. And so we have to have an action plan on how we are going to respond individually in those moments and um you know that's that's our biggest challenge right now i don't care who you're playing uh we first got to to get it right between the ears and it's such a great group i love them i know you guys love them uh they work their tails off they're frustrated they're uh you know just lacking confidence right now um i wish we had a little bit more time in between games because i would have pulled out some game film from the non-conference and you know just try and get that swag back and that energy back and in that grittiness but unfortunately NCAA makes us take a day off and so Monday was off and then Tuesday you, you break down some film and and try to clean up some things offensively I just thought everything was off in that Arkansas game how long do I have to talk because I can keep going, <laughs> keep going on and on and on I don't think um, Avery and Mama aren't here from practice yet so take well Avery time. is Avery oh, okay. is oh, um, my bad. Hey, what's you up? know but going back and watching that film and we can talk about just the sense of urgency um, you know in our sets our transition we didn't do a very good job with our ball reversals moving the defense um, we weren't we weren't connected uh it took us 15 seconds to get into our sets um when we did move the ball our screening action was just um you know it, it was there wasn't that sense of urgency uh a lot of things that we could talk about but i do not know that team that is not our team and and we've um 
We've tried to clean up some things over yesterday and today. We Thank goodness we had a really good scout team the, the last two days that just showed up and continued to challenge us. So I think it's one thing to go through those sets and in, in your your offense, you know, five on O, and that's all pretty and everything. But after that, when you add defense, you know, that's when the timing gets disrupted, when your spacing gets disrupted. We talk so much about our system uh, with our dribble penetration rules and the spacings and the rotations that we have to have. We we talk about an inside touch and the action that needs to happen on that weak side. Uh, we talk about the screening action and the separation that needs to take place. And, and we're just, we're missing all of it right now. And, um, you know, so that one was a gut punch. Um, defensively was solid. I didn't think, I mean, Mike's a great coach. Arkansas has got a great team, uh, but I didn't think they played particularly well. You know, I thought defensively we, we did a decent job. We did what we needed to do. Um, but offensively, it's just we couldn't get anything going. Our transition, it was a one pass and done. Uh, quick early shots, um, early threes that we didn't need to take. Um, no ball reversals. I mean, we could go on and on, but you guys all watched it, right? You guys are all amazing and so supportive. So uh, bottom line uh, on the Arkansas game, I don't know who that team was. That's not our team. Uh, I got um, – I, I love who we coach every day, and, and we spent the last two days, again, trying to hone in on the things that we can control and clean up. But bottom line is we've got to win the battle between the years. Well, I think you bring up an interesting point. You know, if you had more time just showing them tape of, of games from non-conference and even the start of SEC play, I mean, at, at one point – I mean, this, it's, the same, it's the same people that were 14-2. and two, You know what I mean? It, it's not like they've, they've disappeared and they've been replaced, like, you know, or their powers were taken away, like in the first Space Jam movie or something. Like, it's the same, it's the same people. So, so what do you do? And, and like you said, too, it's, it's limited time. I mean, you're, you're still playing two games a week. Next week, you're actually going to play three games in that week heading into the SEC tournament. So, so what do you do in the limited time that you have with them to, to get them back to that belief process of, hey, you, you guys are good at basketball. We, we saw it. We saw it in that conference. 100%. So I think, you know, there's, there's a couple things that have to happen. I think you do have to, you know, it's really hard when things are the natural thing that we all do is point outward, right? Like, mm -hmm. like it, it, you just, you naturally do that when, when you hit adversity. Uh, but I think, you know, the, the really special ones are able to kind of look themselves in the mirror and so, take some time to self-reflect because this isn't about a team thing. This is about individually. Everyone needs to step up on what can I do better? You know, what am I missing? How do I respond to adversity? Um, you know, how am, what's my execution? Um, and I think individually, if we can do that, that's the first step. And I think it's really important. And again, this is a great group, not only for players, but for coaches too. I'm not putting this on the players. This is on all of us. We're all in it together. Um, and then in addition to that, um, I think the ability to recognize it for what it is, and I think they're all feeling right now when as soon as we get punched, it's that mentality of here we go again. And so understanding what's going on in the brain, and, and we always talk about, um, you know, make sure you talk to yourself, don't listen to yourself. And so naturally you're going to have those thoughts come in, but you've got to be able to replace them. Uh, with positive thoughts and positive energy and so you know we talked a little bit about that and I'm a coach not a psychologist for sure but I've been doing it for a long time and I know how important that mental psyche is and in that positivity and and the ability to break down those barriers and so we did some spend some time on that um, but very encouraged the way they showed up for film on Tuesday very encouraged about the dialogue we've had about an hour and 45 minutes of um, 
you know, just some film time and some, some small group with point guards, off guards, posts, power forwards. And so we broke it down into position. We all came together. And so, you know, you, you can say there's only so much talking you can do and then actions speak louder than words. But I'm a big believer in again and again and again and again until you knock down that brick wall. And so, you know, that's what we did. And I thought we had a really good practice against the scout. And then today I thought we came in and, and uh, took care of business and did what we needed to do. And you touched on the, the defense, and I, I think there were some positives on the defensive end against the Razorbacks. Arkansas is a, a pretty good offensive team, held them to 61 points, which is below their season's average. Their best player this season statistically has been Aaron Barnum, and she did have 14 points and nine rebounds. She also had 12 turnovers, which I'm not sure I've ever seen from a single player in a game here at, at this level. But still, you turn over a, a likely all-SEC player 12 times, so there was progress there. Uh, we talked a lot about Arkansas and their ability to get in the paint being such a challenge. They had 40 paint points in the game here. They were down to 18 paint points in the game on Sunday. So I guess specifically defensively, did you see at least some things that you could take away and say, all right, those were those were, were strides at least? I mean, a little bit. You know, there wasn't a lot of things you could take away from that game. But I think, um, you know, there's some value in that for sure. Um, you know, and, and here's the other thing, Brad. It's like when it happens to you, you feel like you are the only team in the country uh, that would score 31 points in a game. Mm-hmm. It, it's just gut-wrenching. And, and you do. You feel like at an island by yourself. And then, you know, you start to, like, I'm watching film and, and I'm watching Georgia and Mississippi State. And Mississippi State is a really, really, really good team. You know, they had 33 points, 33 points in a game. Like, it happens, but it feels so suffocating and it's just – you and so I just told the girls today I said hey you know that team that played the other day I don't know who they are I don't think you know who they are and we've got to flush that and we've got to move on we've still got some opportunities in front of us none of it's going to be easy uh, but it starts again with today in practice I thought yesterday was good today needs to be another great day and uh, we just got to there's things that we've got to clean up mentally and physically um, uh, in the way we approach the game and so I've said it all year. I love this group. It's an incredible group. One of my most favorite teams that I've ever coached. And um, I just, I believe in them. Um, and I'm confident in the way we're going to show up against a really good Mississippi State team. And, and uh, we're going to continue to battle, and we're going to continue to battle together. I wonder if something specifically to, to Arkansas. So I have a good vantage point at the postgame handshakes between the head coaches. Mike Neighbors almost looks like, like he accidentally rear-ended your car or something like he looks apologetic at the end of these games almost like he doesn't he doesn't even know why his team plays so well specifically against Mizzou and I don't know if it it maybe it's a, just a matchup thing with certain teams or, and that's maybe that's part of what is factored into this yeah uh, you know well first I think we're both kind of in that same situation it was it felt like a must-win game and so I think as coaches, you know, you know what you go through. And, you know, if you've got a good relationship, you just you, you feel each other. You sure. feel for each other. You still want to beat each other, uh, <laughs> but you feel for each other. And I think, you know, knowing that we're kind of both in that same situation and it felt like a must win game. Um, and then in addition to that, I mean, it's just sometimes you do. You have matchups that absolutely don't make sense, but you have somebody's number. And, you know, that was – I mean, he was like, I, I don't I don't know, but we just have your number right now. And, um, you know, it was more of that. But I've known Mike for a long time. I think he's a good guy and, and a really good coach. And, um, you know, it's just uh, – 
I don't quite understand it either. I don't think Arkansas played that well, but we just got in our own way, and I'm done talking about Arkansas. So if you want to talk about something else, I'm good, but I'm done. I'm moving on. That wasn't my team. I don't know them, and um, it, it sucked. Yes. Can I say that on the air? I, I think you're – well, we're not. It's not really – I don't know if Facebook counts as air, so I think okay. it, it's good so by me. So we're good. It's good by me. All right, no okay. more Arkansas. I do want to ask you just uh, on the injury front, Sarah Rose Smith, she only ended up playing two minutes. You told me she was a game-time decision. Her hamstring she looked like it was mummified. It had so yeah. much tape on it. She tried to play through it, only went a couple minutes. What can you tell us about her? I can tell you that that impacted that game tremendously. And I don't make excuses, but she is a huge part of what we do. She's our leading rebounder. She plays with energy with bounds she's long she's rangy uh you know she can get to the rim I just I think Rosie which good for her you know the, that she's finally worked her tail off to be in a position that we can say that about her sure uh and as a matter of fact we were planning on starting her against Arkansas um and then she had that injury uh in practice and so it was a game time decision if she could go or not and so then we ended up sliding Sarah Lith come into that starting spot but we were planning on starting Sarah Rose um and uh, I just I think that 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 was unfortunate because this is a game that we could have really used a spark, uh, but our rotations were off, um, which which made it even that much more challenging. But um, unfortunately, she just kind of took a blow in practice, a little bit of a hamstring uh, irritation, and uh, still day to day she hasn't practiced yet, which is a little bit concerning because we could certainly use her against Mississippi State. But um, you know I know our trainer Allison Mosel is doing a great job getting her in for. Uh, you know, rehab, and, and they're doing everything they can. So, I don't know. Maybe we'll get a late Valentine's Day <laughs> gift tomorrow. That would We would love that. That would we be would great. We would love that. <laughs> coach, thank you. We'll catch up with you in a few minutes, but let's talk to a couple of your players, okay? Okay, thank you. Robin Penston, head coach of the Tigers. We'll have Avery. Uh, if you want to come up, we'll, uh, we'll start with you, and then Mama Dembele after that. And while Avery makes her way uphill, we'll remind you again, this episode of Tiger Talk and other great content and episodes are available on the Inside Mizzou Athletics podcast presented by Shelter Insurance. Be sure to subscribe today wherever you listen to podcasts. You can hear from Matt Michaels and me weekly, and you can also watch that on the Mizzou Athletics Facebook page. You can also show your swagger with a Tiger checking card from Central Bank, the only place for Tiger checking. Open it today at centralbank.net. We are fortunate this week to have some student athletes on with us, and those are courtesy of Club Car Wash, the official car wash of the Tigers. Club Car Wash, formerly Tiger Express Wash, with unlimited membership starting at 20 bucks a month. Visit Club Car Wash to find a location near you. She is a five foot eleven freshman from right here in Columbia, Missouri. She got her high school diploma in Mizzou Arena out of Rockbridge High School. Avery Cronkey is with us for the next few minutes here on Tiger Talk. Avery, first of all, glad to have you with us. Thank you. Thank you for having me. How has the short move up Providence Road to Mizzou Arena gone so far? It's been awesome. You know, some people ask what it's like going to college where you like lived and like went to high school and I love it because I say you know I get my independence I live in the dorm so you know I get that you know on your own but you know when it's a bad day or you know I'm just missing home it's a 15 minute drive and I can see my parents and get a home cooked meal so I love it I wouldn't want to be anywhere else you answered my next question about if you were still living at home or in the dorm so you're in the dorms you go there for meals are you doing the laundry runs and stuff like that too a little bit yeah I mean 
you know, when we're traveling a lot, it is nice to be able to kind of go home. And, you know, my mom helps me a lot with just, you know, she'll send me with food. She'll help me with laundry. So both my parents are amazing. I lived. I grew up a few miles north of here, and I did the same thing with the laundry runs whenever I was going to Mizzou. So I can totally relate. Uh, one thing I cannot relate to is being a sports star at Rockbridge and then transitioning to Mizzou people who can relate are Sophie and Lindsay Cunningham. And, and you mentioned that you spoke with them about making that transition. What did they tell you? Um, they just basically talked about all the good. You know, it's really cool that people who have watched you play in high school now get to support you in college. And you just get a lot of great support all throughout your career. They talked about, you know, how great Coach P was and how, you know, awesome she is to play for. And it just made me really excited. On the court. The biggest adjustment for you from high school to the SEC has been what? Mm, definitely the height of the players. You know, if you're <laughs> playing a lot of times in high school, you know, I'd be one of the taller players. And, you know, on the court, you know, you're playing against six four, six five about every night. So that's been an adjustment just shot blocker-wise. Mm -hmm, absolutely. And so what have you learned about what it takes to succeed as a point guard at this level? Um, patience, you know. Just learning to play with pace, play off of two feet, um, just trying to know the playbook inside out, know everyone else's position, and just play really hard because, you know, you're going to make mistakes. But if you're working hard and trying to do the right thing, you know, most of the time it will work out well for you. Well, you mentioned your effort level, and that's something that when we've talked about you on this show with Coach Pinston, that, that she has brought up a lot, that she says that you may have the highest motor of anybody that she's ever coached. Where, where does that come from, you think, for you, just that constant high energy level on the floor? Yeah, uh, my parents always instilled in me, you know, when, no matter what you're doing, just work hard at it. And I grew up with two older brothers, so, you know, always playing with them made me, you know, I had to give it my all if I even had a shot. So just my family's really great at working hard, and they set great examples for me. That might be more of a question. This, this might be more of a question for your parents, but I'm guessing as a kid, were you one of those people who was just like, Avery, stop, slow down, don't go over there, get out of there, get out of that closet. Yeah, I was very high energy when I was younger, and so it took – they had extreme patience. You know, I don't know how they did it all the time, but I was very energetic, so they put me in sports, and that was a great release of energy. Was your brothers, were your brothers the same way? Yeah, so they in high school played – we originally were at a really small school, so they played football, basketball, and golf, and then they did all three of those in the summer, so I was just always following them, being at their tournaments and stuff, so just always around the game. And again, those are not Stan and Josh Cronky Cronkies. Those are like distant relatives. I'm not going to give Avery trouble about that like I do every other time that I, that I tend to see her and interview her in person. Uh, as, as for this season, the, the favorite game for you, which, which one has stood out the most? Honestly, Kentucky was a really fun game just because it was first SEC win. You know, it was at our home court, and, you know, we had a great crowd there. It was a close game, and we came out with the win, and that was just really fun, just a first, like, wow, I'm in the SEC experience. <laughs> what about a favorite road trip so far? Hmm. Probably Alabama. We played on a Thursday. So we played that night. So I had time that day to just, like, walk around their campus. And so that was really fun just to, like, see what Tuscaloosa was like. And then we got a good win that night. So that was pretty fun also. Not, you're not going to go with the Bahamas? Okay. I, that's hard <laughs> to beat. You're right with that. I was going to say, that's a little bit. That's, I, I could see the – that was my favorite trip, selfishly, for, uh, for different reasons, I think. Uh, so with this team, we, you know, Coach was talking a little bit about the, the struggles lately. What do you think this team needs to do to, to get back on the winning track? Um, I think it just all starts defensively, you know, 
shots they fall sometimes they do sometimes they don't but you know when we're able to you know keep other teams from scoring you're always in the game so I think you know all of us we work really hard and I think we're just going to come out and play really great energy tomorrow what's your major Avery um, I'm planning to be a speech pathologist okay what, what have you liked uh, have, have you liked your classes so far at the college level it's a big adjustment yeah I do I really like them I like the college scheduling it's nice to just have you know one or two classes a day <laughs> right. and then I have the rest of the time to you know work on homework or just you know practices and be around but I like my classes I think I'll stick with my major hopefully and I'm excited for the future what's the toughest class you've had so far probably my statistics class it was online, which made it a little bit more difficult. And I normally like math, but that math was not for me. I was, so. I was not a stat fan either, so I'm, in, I'm with you on that. Okay, so what we usually do, especially when we have two different players on, and, and hopefully Toby was able to get with you, Toby Lau from our communications team with, uh, with the squad, what's something about Mama Dembele that we don't already know that we should? Well, Mama has a very difficult major. And she does work very hard. But this girl, I swear, she's never gotten an A- minus in her life. Like, every test, she'll come into practice and be like, man, like, I'm really worried about this test. I don't think I did that well. And then the next day, we'll be like, oh, what did you get? She was like, oh, I got, like, a 96. And <laughs> she's amazing. She does great keeping up with all of her academics. And I'm super impressed with her. Well, you're pretty decent in academics yourself. So keep up the good work on that. Keep up the good work on the court. Thanks for a few minutes today. Thank you. Avery Kroenke, freshman for the Tigers, joining us. We'll have... Mama, make her way up here next. Tag Mama in. She can come up here and uh, talk with us a little bit about how her junior year is going. And while she makes her way up, we'll remind you that a lot of times we also have assistant coach interviews. That won't be the case this week. But when we do, those are courtesy of Socket Fiber. Socket Fiber is the fastest and most reliable Internet going. Tiger Talk also brought to you by Shelter Insurance, recently ranked highest in customer satisfaction among auto insurers in the central region. Four out of five years and number one in price by J.D. Power. Shelter Insurance, we're your shield. We're your shelter. She is a 5'6 junior, like I mentioned. She's a point guard, as Avery mentioned. She's also a 4'0 student. She comes to us from Spain, and she has been top 10 in the SEC in both assists per game and assist-to-turnover ratio. Mama Dembele will be with us for the next few minutes here on Tiger Talk. Appreciate her time coming fresh off of practice. Mama, you speak five different languages. Let's go with English for this interview, if that's cool. Okay. Especially for, just for my sake, I would appreciate that. Uh, do you, th when you're thinking, I don't know, I, mean, I guess, I read somewhere that not everybody has an inner monologue, which I was shocked by that. It's like, I'm talking to myself all day long. That's, that's crazy. So I, I'm obviously, when I'm talking to myself, it's in English. So are you, is it, what language is it that you're thinking in? Um, it's Spanish most okay. of the time. Okay, mostly Spanish. So your parents were from Mali, and you're originally from Mali. Are are they mostly speaking Spanish at this point, or is it other languages? Um, usually at home it's Bambara, which is a language from my country. Mm -hmm. But also since I have like usually my boyfriend coming over or whatever, we just speak in Spanish. Okay, so everybody's multilingual over there. <laughs> how how did your family wind up going from Mali to Spain? Um, well, my dad is really smart, so then he got kind of a scholarship, so he decided to go to Spain, and then we just moved when I was one. So Wow. So was that at the, at the college level for him when he made that move? No, it was later just because, in well, where I'm from, usually people doesn't study much, um, and he was really smart, so then he had this teacher that was like, I think you should just move and go somewhere else and just like work and... Just, you're really smart. You shouldn't be here. <laughs> so how did he, how did he decide that, that Spain was the place to go specifically? 
Well, he just had a job offer that okay. was really good, and he just took it. Very good. So I ended up there. So how, how challenging was that transition for you, though? I'm not sure. Did, I mean, did you know anybody? Did your family know anybody in Spain before that move? No. Actually, it was, like, really difficult, and I remember just growing up. Um, it wasn't easy because my name is Mamo, and that means mom in Spain. So <laughs> I feel like most of the times when I met people, that was the first question they had for me. Um, but I think it was amazing just to kind of, like, know different people and have to get used to them and get to know me so I think that was just amazing mm -hmm. and certainly has worked out well for you have you have you been back to Mali at any point since you guys moved yeah I did um, when I was 12 with my mom and my younger brother did you have was it were you seeing like family members or extended family or things like that what was that experience like for you um honestly it was good because it kind of like made me be aware of like the chances that I have back in Spain and like how people actually like lives in there. I mean, they were 12 years old and they were like taking care of the kids and cooking and I didn't know any of that. I just know how to play soccer and run and <laughs> it was kind of like, why you don't know how to do any of the things? I was like, well, my mom does it for me. <laughs> um, so I feel like it was just like being grateful of like the opportunity that I have to be in Spain and have like a normal life. Sure. We're, we're talking with uh, Mama Dembele. There was a really nice piece uh, on her in the Columbia, Missouri. And if you haven't read it yet, that's uh, worth checking out. It's from a couple weeks ago. And you, you mentioned soccer. And, and it was mentioned in that piece, too, that you actually like soccer better as a kid than basketball. Yeah, I hated basketball. <laughs> I, I, Why'd you hate it? <laughs> I wanted to play soccer because my entire family played soccer, even my mom. Um, but in Spain, I feel like it's a big thing. Like, soccer is for men and basketball is for women. Mm. So then after the first game, I did awful. So my mom was like, yeah, you're done. Uh, so she put me on basketball, and I didn't like it at all. But they give me good food usually after the games. So I was like, well, I'm just going to stay here. So it was the food that, that lures you in. Well, what, no, so here in America, it's usually like orange slices and I don't know what, cookies maybe or something. So what was the – was it like paella or something? Or what was it that no, you get after games? it was like croissant and chocolate and uh, – Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Cho chocolate's a good strategy. I'll have to keep that in mind uh, for my kids down the road. Have you always been like, like the fastest kid or one of the fastest kids, and whether it was the neighborhood or the family or whatever? Yeah, I would always raise like the guys from my neighborhood they used to hate me because I was like yeah let's go <laughs> and I used to always do that my mom didn't like it because I could I mean I don't know there were boys that were like 15 years old I was 12 but I didn't care at all so. <laughs> nice pretty good so the, the speed certainly helped you clearly worked on your skills as a basketball player and you got to the point where you were at, at an SEC level but but how did you end up making that first connection with Mizzou to end up coming over here um, that was after the World Championship, the U19 um, thing. Yeah, it was probably like five years ago, and Coach Bracey was there. Ashleen Bracey, yeah, right? Yeah, Ashleen okay. Bracey was yep, there, okay. yeah. So then she contacted me, and I was like, oh, this sounds cool. So then <laughs> we just kept talking. And you end, up, you, you end up deciding to come over here, and so that's already a, a major adjustment to go you know, across the pond and play in the United States. And then a pandemic happens. So you throw that on top of what already was going to be a challenging move. So how hard was that adjustment for you freshman year? It was really hard. Um, also, I hated the dorms just because it was like just being in my room all the time and not really having like friends or anything. But I feel like just my teammates did a really good job always checking on me and even like coach me. She would kind of like invite me to her house and kind of like feel like I had a family in here. So I feel like that was great, but it was definitely really difficult just missing home. But That's totally understandable, yeah. yeah. Despite all that adversity, still SEC all freshman team that first year, straight A student, and basically your fifth is it is it the fifth is English the fifth language you've learned or was that 
what did you learn English earlier? Um, usually in Spain you start when you're three years old. Oh, I well. think that's that's why it's so easy for us to kind of like learn the language. Um, so maybe it was like my, yeah, probably my fifth language. Still your fifth language at yeah. age three. Okay, great, yeah. So <laughs> as Avery mentioned, she's quite, she's pretty darn smart. Uh, we've talked, Coach Benson and I have talked about your, your academic abilities and your success academically, but she did point out that one of your toughest classes, at least last year, was American history. And, you know, I, when I think about it, it, it makes sense because I'm guessing the teacher is just assuming some facts about what has happened in our country's history that, that you didn't learn because you were in Spain. I had no idea about that class. I was like, Coach P, thinking this is the first class I'm going to fail because I don't know what they're talking about. And he would just assume things and would like, yeah, this man, well, you all know it. I was like, no, I don't. So he was like, where are you from? I was like, I'm from Spain. I'm so sorry. So I think that was really difficult for me. And I remember in the middle of the exam, it was just like um, long answer. And I don't know how I just wrote it in Spanish. So I had half of the answer in English and half of it in Spanish. So I was like, what is this? So I had to go to him and be like, can I have 10 extra minutes to translate this? Because I usually study in Spanish and then in the middle of the exam, I just translate it to English and I just was too tired. <laughs> so are you taking, so when you're taking notes in an American history class, you're, you're taking those notes in Spanish? I take them in Spanish. So you're hearing it in English, you're writing it and typing it in Spanish. That's, that's crazy. <laughs> You got a heck of a brain, by the way, just in case you hadn't established that already. Uh, so you, you had that success academically on the court, and you had a really cool opportunity last summer for the U-20 team, meaning under 20 years old, for the Spanish national team, European champions. You were the point guard for that team. I believe you had a key layup really late in the finals, too, of a tight game there, too. How has that experience helped you so far this season? Um. Honestly, I think the SEC in general really helped me on that experience. Mm. Um, I feel like just going to feed was something that really keeps takes people off guard because that's not something that we do in Europe. Um, so I feel like it really gave me the confidence to just go out there and be like, I want this gold medal, and I feel like I'm ready. The SEC got me ready. Um, and I feel like just coming back with that confidence and kind of like sharing that experience with my teammates, I feel like that just really helps the team and me individually. Something that did not help you this year or the team was getting stuck in Spain in December due to <laughs> the travel issues you ran, to, ran into. So take us back to that time. When, when did you first realize, uh-oh, this, this may really be an issue getting back to the States? Um, I think I was when I was in line and I just took my passport and the, the face that Gail had, I was like, what is going on? And then it's true that the passport was cut and it looked awful. So I was like, yeah, I think this is going to be a problem. Um, but I feel like I didn't process what ever, how everything was going on. It was just so fast, and it took me like 10 minutes to be like, yeah, I'm not traveling. Like, I'm not getting into this fight. Um, and then I just cried. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I need to do something instead of like staying here and crying. Mm -hmm, yeah, so that ended up missing the Kentucky game. Fortunately, you were able to get back in time for the Auburn game, and you actually surprised your teammates. So walk us through that whenever they had the opportunity to realize, hey, Mama's here. Um, I think I was really nervous because I really wanted to see them. Um, I feel like a lot of times I know that I miss home and how much I like, want to be with my family, but at that point I realized how much I miss them as well and how much it's going to be difficult for me the day I say goodbye to these people because at the end of the day it became my family and we're so close and we love each other. Um, so I feel like I was emotional and usually I don't get emotional or I try to avoid it and just take it to my room. Um, 
But I was just like, well, I love them, and this is how I feel. So I feel like when they hugged me and they looked at me, I was like, yeah, this is exactly where I want to go, and this is, this is my family as well. That's awesome. J- junior year now for you, and so you're an upperclassman. More, of, more leadership responsibilities are being asked of you. So what, what's that experience been like for you? Um, well, it's challenging. I feel like um, to me it's really easy to use my voice, especially like in Spanish. But in English sometimes, especially when I'm tired, I kind of struggle a, li- a little bit. Sure. The thoughts just come in Spanish and I'm like, okay, you have to be quick. You need to translate. Um, but I feel like I, I definitely need to do a, a better job on that because it's not my comfort zone. Um, but I still need to, to work on that. And I feel like Coach P helped me a lot. And even like my teammates being like, we need that voice. Like we need that out of, out of you. Um, so I'm just trying to be better on that. <laughs> Absolutely. Avery mentioned you have a hard major. What is that major? It's health science. We have science. Oh, uh, yeah. So as uh, physical therapy, things like that, is that the goal whenever basketball's done for you? Yeah, it's physical therapy. Got it. Okay. So we, we spoke a couple years ago. It was on because of the pandemic. It was Zoom and stuff. And if I'm recalling right, I asked you if Mama was a common first name in Mali, where you're from, and you said no. And then I asked you, well, where did it come from? And your parents said they, they wouldn't tell you. Is that is that still the case or what? Honestly, I think they don't even know. Um, I don't know what was going on when I was born. If they were too happy, I don't know. But Mama is not a normal name, and I know that. So I don't know. I'm just gonna take that it's unique and different, and I'm gonna go with that. Uh, it, it's a very, it's a fun name to say, at least for me, selfishly as a as a radio guy. But that, that yeah, that's a uh, that's interesting. Yeah, that's a that's a new one. Well, we'll get your parents on here one of these times and try and shake them down. That's like a plan. Good. Good Sounds deal. Good. All right. So I'll ask you the same question I asked Avery. What's something about Avery Cronky that we don't already know that we should? Um, I would say, well, she loves to talk, and I, I love that. Like, and she says, you know, a lot. <laughs> like, when she's talking, she would say, like, several times. Um, I think that's what I would say about her. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that's us. Well, Mama, we, are, we certainly think you're unique, and you're uh, a special part of this program, and we're so glad you're here. Thank you. Thank you so much. Mama Dembele joining us here on Tiger Talk. Coach P will be back along for just a couple more minutes. First, want to remind you that when the Tigers hit the road, you can make your way to Lakeside Ashland this fall for the official watch party of Mizzou football. They're going to have various movie showings, live music, all that other good stuff, too, for the whole family. So go to lakesideashland.com to stay up to speed on that. Want to thank them. Also want to thank our premier partners, MU Healthcare and Shelter Insurance. All right, Coach Robin Penchton. Back with us for a couple of minutes, and let's talk about the two young ladies we just heard from. First, from Mama Dembele, who I, I always enjoy talking to, and I, I'm I'm just amazed as someone who can barely speak one language, uh, the ability to have so much academic success in her fifth language. <laughs> it's just it, it's incredible, and I think it speaks to the the high level, the high character player and person that she is. Absolutely. I mean, she's just, she's an amazing, amazing young lady. Um, It just, you know, everything that you just alluded to, but, um, you know, you guys get to see her on the court and just the energy that she plays with and, you know, just her tenaciousness on the defensive end, but just an incredible, loyal, uh, real human being that's got a really big heart. And I know she says she doesn't like to get emotional, but um, she's got a huge heart. Uh, she cares a lot. When she when she lets you in, she's you're in and your family. And, um, you know, she wants to do anything for you. She definitely doesn't want to let you down. Um, 
she doesn't want to let herself down. She doesn't want to let the team down. And, you know, sometimes I think uh, as admirable as that is, it can also be a little bit of a, a challenge because she's a perfectionist through and through and through. And, uh, you know, I've often said to her, hey, I think a B might be good for you. And she just looks at me <laughs> like I'm crazy and there's no way I'm getting a B. But, um, you know, she's she expects a lot of herself and uh, she works really hard at what she does. And, um I just I feel blessed that our paths have crossed and we've had a chance to coach her because she's an incredible young lady. And you can see the potential in another one of your point guards, Avery Kroenke, you know, hometown kid. So that's always a, a fun story whenever you have players like that. And you've been fortunate to have several from right here in Columbia that have succeeded. And, and it looks like Avery's going to be able to continue on that. You know, I think, you know, statistically, the numbers are not jumping out. But I think back to that Kentucky game that Avery touched on where she led your team in plus-minus, meaning whenever she was on the floor, the team had the most success on the scoreboard, and she was on the floor. And I, I would argue it was because of the little things that Avery Kroenke does that may not necessarily always show up on a stat sheet. 100%. Um, you know, I've said this before. You alluded to it earlier. Uh, just uh, one, one of the top three motor kids that I've ever coached, um, if not, you know, the best. I mean, she's just, she's relentless. She works her tail off. Uh, you know, we get home from a road trip late on a Sunday, and guess who's first person in the gym on Monday? And it's consistent. It's part of her routine. And I tell you what, people that have that kind of work ethic, that you don't have to beg to get in the gym, and, and um, you know, it's there's no doubt they're going to be successful at a really high level. And so just her energy, her motor, um, she's a, I think a very confident young lady that uh, is not afraid to use her voice, which is kind of uncommon for freshmen sometimes. Mm -hmm. And so I, I love that about her. Um, I've said this before. I think her and, and uh, Judd have elevated our program big time. And I think they both have a chance to, to really be great players for our program. But I love, I love how Avery's just a sponge. You know, she's just, she wants to do, whatever she needs to do to help her team. She's a, a big rebounding guard. I think um, defensively she, she does a really nice job for us. I think she's understanding uh, what we're looking for in transition, trying to get a piece of the paint, but also uh, the importance of playing with pace and, and not forcing the action. Um, so it's just been fun to just see her grow and grow and grow. It's, it's unfortunate she had that little window with her ankle injury because I think we could have seen this progress a little bit quicker. But great work ethic. Um, I think somebody that's going to be really talented and just an incredible, incredible uh, human being that's got a great heart posture and, and very loyal and passionate about the University of Missouri. All right. Mississippi State is the opponent coming up on Thursday night at 7 o'clock here in Columbia. They've, they've been playing well lately, won three in a row. They're now 18-7 and seven overall, 7-5 seven and five in the SEC. They do have a new head coach. They do have some familiar names. Anna Hayes at a guard spot, Jessica Carter down low. They've, they've brought in some, some veteran trainers first to go with the veteran core that, that stuck around under the new head coach. You said they're pretty good, and statistically, I mean, they're pretty much at least above average in, in pretty much everything in the conference. What stands out to you the most when you look at them on tape? Yeah, I think Jessica Carter is, is elite. She's a 6'5 post that runs like a deer, um, shoots the ball really, really well. Uh, their guards are as quick as any guards that we'll have faced in the SEC so far. Um, just have the ability to get a piece of the paint and uh, create, shoot the three ball well enough that you have to respect it and you can't just pack it in. Um, and then defensively, they're just um, like most teams in the SEC. I mean, they're just relentless. 
you know, they turn people over. Now the good news is they'll turn it over quite a bit too, but, but, you know, they're forcing a lot of, a lot of turnovers and, and, uh, on the flip side, I think, uh, you know, there's some opportunities for some things that we're going to do defensively to try and turn them over a little bit, but they're, they're really good. Um, you know, bottom line is, uh, I, I mean, I think right now they're what top five, top six in the sec. I believe they're sixth. Okay. Yeah. Six uh-huh. in the sec. Yeah. They played South Carolina to a seven or South Carolina to a seven point game. Mm-hmm. Was it I, I LSU? Think, I think South Carolina and LSU, they, they played both very, of them very close. Yeah. So, yeah. so they're, they're really good. There's no doubt about it, but I think, um, you know, the way I feel right now is it's not about who we're playing I said this at the beginning of the show man we've we've got to beat the battle within and, and I think there's nobody that we can't beat and nobody that can't beat us so we'll see where we're at I feel really good about that locker room I think we left practice today on a really good note uh, you know I'm confident that uh, we'll come out tomorrow in a good space it's just a matter of once you know you've you've got a couple ugly possessions or you know they throw the first punch or, or whatever that looks like can you withstand it and can you stay the course and continue to battle um, you know that next possession all the best making that happen coach thanks for your time tonight as always Thank you. Robin, Pen- you Robin Penson, head coach of the Tigers. Thanks to her. Thanks to Mama Dembele and Avery Kroenke for joining us. Thanks to Andrew Bristow and Jeremy Washington behind the scenes for their efforts. Again, keep an eye on the team's social media channels for updates on the Tiger Talk schedule for the remainder of the season. And obviously, we'll see you Thursday night for the home contest against Mississippi State. Thank you again for being here at Shiloh or on the Mizzou Athletics Facebook page. I'm Brad Trinago. This has been Tiger Talk from Learfield. On the Central Bank Tiger Network. From Learfield, this has been Tiger Talk with Robin Pinchton. Some people just know the best rate for you is a rate based on you with Allstate. Not one based on the driver who treats the highway like a racetrack and the shoulder like a passing lane. Why pay a rate based on anyone else? Get one based on you with DriveWise from Allstate. Not available in Alaska or California, subject to terms and conditions. Rates are determined by several factors, which vary by state. In some states, participation in DriveWise allows Allstate to use your driving data for purposes of rating. While in some states, your rate could increase with high-risk driving. Generally, safer drivers will save with DriveWise. Allstate Fire and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.